to be willing to feel uncomfortable, willing to be with fear, willing to be with bad feelings, willing to be with our shame, all of the things, that is where so much of our power grows from. It's all a part of our process and it's all working and that we are destined to get to the place that we want to be and become that strong, powerful leader that we want to be. I'm having a moment where I'm feeling stuck. What do I want to do? Do I want to stop or do I want to keep going? And it is your choice to keep going and that choice is in your hands. That is where your power comes from. That is where it always comes from. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here. And now, on to the show. Welcome to the show. It is so good to have you listening. I'm Jess. I'm the host of this podcast. I am a career and leadership coach for women in the 9 to 5 space. And it's so good to have you here. So today I'm on part five of my wild and crazy six-part series on confidence. And today is going to be a fun one because I'm going to be sharing a few myths about building confidence that I see out in the world and also that I see come up a lot in this community and the work that I do and the feedback that I get. And I think this is going to help you a lot if you're feeling stuck or if you're on your own confidence building journey, but it feels like you're not getting anywhere and you can't figure out why and you're feeling frustrated. So I will be sharing with you a few different reasons or a few different thoughts that I often see people have about confidence that are not true, that hinders their process of building confidence and makes it take longer and makes the process of building confidence more difficult and just like not fun at all. And it should be fun. It's not fun all the time, but when we can open ourselves up to whatever the journey might bring and we can like have that openness and that flexibility, we can have so much more fun and the process can feel so much lighter and easier. So (laughs) before I get into the myths, I wanted to let you know about my free course, Speak Like a CEO. It's a three-part video course starring me, which... So I don't know if you're into astrology. I am. I have a lot of Leo in my chart and it's Leo season. So I'm feeling Leo's like the spotlight. We like attention. We like to get on stage. (laughs) So when I said starring me, I was feeling very Leo-y. But anyway, it's a three-part video course and I teach you the foundational skills that you need to speak in a room in a way that will help you land as in authority. The way you show up in a meeting, the way that you speak, the way that you engage with the people around you impacts how they perceive you. And how they perceive you impacts how much they see you as a leader, how much they envision you getting promoted, right? So it is so important when you're sitting in these rooms to know how to speak in a way that conveys that you are ready for leadership, you are ready for the next level, that you are a powerful communicator. And this three-part course is going to teach you the foundational things that you need to know in order to become that person. You can get it for free at jessguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources, and I'll link it below. And now it's time for myth busting. So let's have some fun. 
we're first starting with my favorite myth about building confidence. And you're for sure going to get sick of hearing me say this because one, I am, I'm saying it more and more and coming back to it more and more as like a foundational pillar of the work that I do. And two, it's like not everyone's favorite thing to realize. And it's not like, it's not always what we want to hear. But the first myth that I am busting about confidence is that confidence equals feeling good all the time. And confidence is about feeling good all the time. And the process of confidence should feel good all the time. The reason that I want to bust this myth is because it prevents you from building confidence. First of all, confidence includes the capacity to harness inner strength when you're feeling bad. When you can only be confident when you feel good, you are living in the world in a way where you are completely like constrained and constricted to only situations that are well within your comfort zone. And as soon as you exit your comfort zone and you're in that unfamiliar territory, you're going to fall apart. You're not going to know how to navigate that if you are only willing to practice and build confidence in ways that feel good and if you are only ever willing for confidence to feel good. Part of confidence means knowing how to be with a bad feeling, be in a hard situation and navigate through it. And part of the confidence building journey includes feeling bad. It includes having moments that feel tough, having moments where you feel stuck, having instances where you were making so much progress and then all of a sudden you had a particular meeting where you felt your old self and your old fears come back, right? The journey includes all of that. And when we get stuck in this story that it should feel good all the time, that if we feel bad, it means we're not confident, it causes us to give up, right? Because we have a bad meeting, a bad incident, and then we buy into this story that we're broken and we can't change and that we're going to be stuck this way forever and we stop giving it our all and we stop being committed to believing that we can change and we stop being committed to our own change and our own transformation. And ultimately, that causes us not to have the change and not to have the transformation, now, I'm not saying that confidence doesn't feel good sometimes. It feels freaking amazing sometimes, right? And I'm not saying the confidence building journey always feels bad. No, we wouldn't go on a journey that only feels bad, right? Like, unless we had to. I don't think any of us would be like, okay, I'm going to embark on this confidence building journey. Uh, the way it's going to look is first I'm going to feel awful, then I'm going to feel awful, and then I'm going to feel awful. <laughs> like, none of of us are buying that, right? Like we're not interested. Of course it feels good. There are moments of strength and triumph and courage and pride and just feeling like this total badass who can rule the world. That is part of the confidence building journey, but it's not the only part. And when we assume that if we feel small or doubtful or afraid or hesitant, when we assume that means that we're no longer on the path to building confidence or that our confidence can never reach the point that we want it to, we slow down our progress because we stop leaning into the growth. We stop showing up big. We stop believing that it's all a part of our process and it's all working and that we are destined to get to the place that we want to be and become that strong, powerful leader that we want to be. And so if you find yourself feeling bad in a situation, remember that you still have the choice to bring in confidence because confidence, all confidence means is jumping in the ring. That's all it means. You 
always have the option of jumping in the ring, whatever that means to you, right? Maybe jumping in the ring for you means saying one sentence in a meeting, right? There's literally nothing wrong with that. Whatever your definition is of that next small scary step that you are ready to lean into, know that that step is perfectly okay, perfectly acceptable, and know that even if you're feeling scared or feeling awful, it doesn't mean you can't do it. And even if you feel a little bad after and you're like, well, I just pushed myself outside of my comfort zone and I sounded super awkward and I'm not happy with how it went, that also doesn't mean anything has gone wrong. It just means you've got to keep going. And so we need to open ourselves up to feeling bad. We need to open ourselves up to this confidence building journey that isn't just like rainbows and unicorns and butterflies. As much as I love those things, I can tell you from my experience and my work and my life and my clients that if you try to build confidence only feeling good and you're not willing to open yourself up to a broader spectrum of experiences, you're going to completely limit yourself and you're not going to experience true, deep, lasting growth. And again, this doesn't mean that confidence building always feels bad. But when we are willing to feel bad, willing to walk through failure, willing to be with fear, willing to show up even when all of those things are present, what ends up happening is the good moments then feel so much richer. They take on so much new meaning because we know that in order to have that feeling of strength that we have, we had to show up for ourselves in these really difficult really stretchy, like really outside of our comfort zone situations. And that is what builds the depth of the confidence. It's knowing that you did it when it was hard, right? It's knowing that you showed up for yourself. That's where the confidence comes from. It doesn't come from doing it perfect over and over. And I think that's like what we think. Like that's the myth, the lie, the fantasy that we think. Confidence comes from being in those dark moments and getting yourself through it. And then when you're in a really good moment and things are going really well, you're like, yeah, yep, I did that. I got here through that thing. And for me, that's where so much of the satisfaction comes from. I mean, I used to want to just like only be perfect and control the world and control my life and control everyone's perception of me and never be uncomfortable and never feel embarrassed and never fail and all these things. And the minute I started letting go of those things, my entire life started changing. And I really believe that our willingness to release control, to open ourselves up to a variety of experiences, to be willing to feel uncomfortable, willing to be with fear, willing to be with bad feelings, willing to be with our shame, all of the things, that is where so much of our power grows from. And so the first myth is that confidence should feel good all the time. It's all about feeling good all the time and that the confidence building journey should feel good all the time. It's just not true. And it's going to keep you running into the same wall over and over again if you don't begin conceptualizing your confidence building journey as something that really does involve struggle, something that is supposed to involve feeling bad, you know, something that is supposed to involve being afraid. Those feelings are all part of that journey. And they're where so much of the richness comes from. So that is the first myth. The second myth, which I think I like started to cover off on was that confidence equals success. And to be confident means to be successful. Now, here's the thing. The more confidence you build and the more you're willing to take action and the more you're brave and open and vulnerable and ballsy, 
the more success you're going to have because that's how success gets created. But we can be confident when we're failing. We can be confident when we're doing it bad. We can be confident when we're sucking, right? It's all about how we're showing up for that moment. So confidence creates a ton of success, but it does not equal success. And that is the second myth. Okay, (laughs) the third myth, So the third and the fourth myth are intertwined. So I'll share both of them and then I'll just talk about both of them. And I'm laughing because like our brains are so weird. I think this myth, I can feel my brain often wanting this to be true. And I have to keep bringing myself back to the fact that this is not true. But the two myths are one, that confidence comes from learning and consuming information and finding like the steps to follow. And two, that confidence happens quickly. That Like you learn something, you find something out, you listen to a podcast and then boom, you're confident, right? And I think this is often what we want. I think as humans, we do want a quick fix. We want a fast result. And I think it's so tempting and it almost makes sense to believe like, oh yeah, like if I just learn more about confidence, then I will become confident. And while you can learn about confidence, I mean, I'm teaching about confidence, right? So I obviously believe that there's merit in learning about confidence. I can pretty much guarantee you that this series on confidence and anything else that you consume isn't going to do that much for your confidence unless you go out in the world and change your behavior. And changing your behavior and changing who you are and who you show up as in the world, that takes time. And that's not really something that can happen quickly or that you can just follow a very simple blueprint and then all of a sudden, like, boom, you're confident. It's about showing up in the world differently and doing that over and over until that becomes part of who you are, until you become that new person. Just like you would learn any other skill and then at some point the skill just feels like smooth and easy and simple. Confidence is the same in a way where you have a situation that feels hard and stretchy and you just keep showing up for it the best you can. And then eventually showing up in that situation and feeling really strong and feeling really solid just becomes easy and natural because you've done it a lot of times. But I can tell you um, from my own experience and especially as I got deeper into coaching because I really like have been on this quest in my life and in the work that I do to understand how do we change? How do we become a bigger version of ourselves? How do we become the woman that we're dreaming of, right? Like, how does that happen? And definitively, the deeper I go and the more that I do this work, I can only see that in one way. And I see that as a lived embodied experience. We become confident. We become the next version of ourselves by how we're being out in the world and the choices that we're making out in the world. And it's the accumulation of those choices over time that contributes to the change. So it's not that we can know cognitively and intellectually what's required for us to build confidence. And then all of a sudden we're going to be confident. We have to do the thing and be the person. And I think this is, again, where a lot of people get stuck because learning and consuming information is very safe and comfortable. It's very comfortable to listen to a podcast, which is awesome. I love this podcast because it is so safe and comfortable, right? Like I get to be here alone in my room. (laughs) 
feeling all comfortable and cozy. You get to be alone in your room feeling all comfortable and cozy. And it's like, we're having this anonymous exchange where we get to teach and learn and it's amazing. But the real alchemy, the real change, the real shift inside you are going to happen through your actions and through the way that you are out in the world. And that requires us to be vulnerable, to make ourselves vulnerable, to take action out in the world. And that can be scary and that can feel a lot harder and a lot more like in our growth edge than just consuming information. But it is where the change happens. And it is the way that you become confident. And I love my concept of confidence 1.0 versus confidence 2.0. Because I think when you're taking that leap from just consuming information to realizing that you want to have deeper, more lasting change, you don't need your first step to be this this way that you push yourself that's like so intense and so scary and so excessive, right? You can make choices of where you want to change your behavior and show up differently in situations that are a little bit easier for you and start to have those quick wins and build that foundation of confidence and then elevate from there and reach for harder things from there. I think when you can really see your growth as like these stair steps to like an, like a slightly more challenging situation than a slightly more challenging situation than a slightly more challenging situation, then you really begin to see the path of how you could get from where you are to where the woman you want to be is, right? Because I know that can feel so far away, but then all of a sudden you can step back and see like, oh, it's just this series of steps. It's just going to happen over time. And I think it is so hard for our brains. Like I think it is so difficult for our minds to be in a change process that unfolds at a pace that is very hard for us to observe because then we feel like it's not working and we're not changing. So I think about this a lot like when we're um, getting taller, you know, or like we're growing or like we're aging and we're, we're changing, right? We can look at ourselves in the mirror every day and we will perceive zero change. Like we just won't see it. So it's maddening for our brain when you're like building confidence and you're like looking in the mirror and you're like, I'm the same as I was yesterday. But it is when you step back and look at the progression over time and you have the courage and the commitment to stay in it that then you look back a few months, a year, two years, however long the time frame is, and you really can see just how different you are and you really can see how much you've grown and changed. And so in those moments where you're feeling stuck, the most important thing in those moments is just to ask yourself, okay, I'm, I'm having a moment where I'm feeling stuck. What do I want to do? Do I want to stop or do I want to keep going? And it is your choice to keep going and that choice is in your hands. That is where your power comes from. That is where it always comes from. And so those are the myths about confidence. The myths are that confidence should feel good all the time and it's about feeling good all the time, that confidence equals success, that confidence comes from consuming information and that we build confidence quickly. While it would be so nice if there was a magic pill, I think part of the beauty of the human experience and this journey that we're all on is that there isn't a magic pill. And we get to be in these incredible stories that are our lives. And we get to live through 
all of the ups and downs. And as a result, that enriches who we are. It gives us a kind of wisdom that we can't gain any other way. There's no way that I could do this podcast and do this work supporting women in the way that I do if I hadn't been through such struggle and such despair in my professional life. There's absolutely no way I would have the wisdom, have the empathy, have the capacity to be sitting here doing this. And so even though the things that we struggle with are hard, they have a purpose. They serve a really important purpose. And we can't always see it at the time. But I say this to my one-on-one clients often, like when you become a leader and you have lots of people on your team, And you know what it was like to feel really anxious. You know what it was like to doubt yourself so much. You know what it was like to really struggle in meetings. When you know what that's like, it's going to inform the way you lead. It's going to inform the team culture you create. It's going to inform how you nurture your talent. And this is where you're going to be able to give back to people and create real sustainable change. I talk about this sometimes, but like part of the reason that I do this work is because I think there are real, real problems in corporate culture, like really problematic ideas, really problematic ways of giving feedback, of cultivating talent. And I think that so much change is possible when you are willing to bet on yourself, you're willing to be vulnerable, you're willing to go on your own confidence journey. And then when you attain a position of big leadership, big authority, big scope, actually using your own experience and reflecting on like, okay, how would I have wanted my leader to create an environment that felt safe and comfortable and good for me, given the things that I was struggling with professionally? Because when we're struggling and we feel like we have to hide it, that creates a whole nother layer of anxiety around it versus when we're struggling and we feel supported by our environment, it's a completely different experience. And so when you go on your own journey, you have the capacity to create that for people in a way that other people who haven't struggled in the way that you've struggled can do. So if you have a leader who didn't have big anxiety, big fears, big struggles in their professional life, their capacity to create a super enriching, safe environment for a team is going to be very different than your capacity to do that when you've been through your own struggles and you really know what it's like and you can open up your heart and go there and really lead your people from that place of understanding. And that's why this is so important. And that's why the hard parts are important too and are part of it because as humans, we struggle and things get hard and we feel bad and we feel embarrassed and we want to hide and we want to cry and we go through all these hard emotions, right? But the more we embrace that as part of our own journey, the more we see that as not a sign that something's wrong with us and the more we believe that we can become who we want to be, even with all of that, the more we can create such a special nurturing environment for those around us. And I just think that is one of the most important things. I can't think of anything more important. If I had found a very welcoming environment sooner than I did in my career, I found it pretty soon. But if I had found it sooner, I would have had a completely different experience. And you are going to be that for someone down the line if you continue elevating in your career. So that brings me to the end of part five, myths about building confidence. 
I hope that you loved it. I will link my free video course, Speak Like a CEO, below if you're interested in going through that course. It's super, super fun, and it will help you and it'll give you concrete tools to bring with you into the rooms that you're in, into the meetings that you're in, so you can feel powerful when you speak. And if you want my support one-on-one, and if you're kind of ready to make that jump into committing to the behavior change and committing to the change process, which as I've been talking about is a long process. It is a hard process. And I don't think it's one that we're really meant to do alone. If you're wanting to jump into that process with my support, I would love to invite you to work with me one-on-one. You can schedule a free intro session with me to get that started. We will meet. This is low pressure. It is actually really fun because I get to learn about you and hear your story and we get to start to dream together about what we might create and it is so magical and I so enjoy it and I would love to connect with you if you're feeling the pull. I will drop the link below in the show notes to schedule your free intro session with me and as always you can find all my contact information down there. I want to thank you so much for supporting the show, listening to the show, sharing the show. I appreciate you so, so much. I am constantly hearing that people have found the show because someone shared it with them. And so if you have shared it, thank you. That means so much to me. And when I first started this show, I was like, I hope people listen. And thanks to you and you spreading the word, people are listening. So I just wanted to express my gratitude and appreciation because I know that there's a lot of content out there And I always want to make the time that you spend in this podcast, in this space, super valuable for you. So thank you. I hope you have an amazing day. There's just one part left to this six-part series, part six, which is all about building confidence alone versus with support. If you're feeling like you're curious about what coaching is like and why it works and what it is, or if you're like, do I need to find a mentor? Or like, should I start to find more community? I think that episode will really help you see more clearly why it is so, so, so important not to try to do everything alone. And I'm so excited to walk you through that. And with that, I'm going to sign off. I hope you have such a beautiful, wonderful, magical day. I'm excited to see you in part six. And please say hello and let me know how you liked this series. And I'll catch you in the next one. Bye.